curtain again. We we uh we smoked the room up with sage real good and uh I am uh It's a little intense. I'm kinda struggling. Well, we're used to kind of um the very slow burning white yeah, sage. Yeah, the, and the very small bundles of sage. Yeah, this and is this a, one here is a mama jamma. It is a mama jamma, it and is, it's still going. It's still, fuck it me. won't quit. I'm telling you, it's like the little bundle that could. <laughs> we're we're like in a, we're prisoners of cleanliness. And we are. It's gonna decide how cleansed we are. <laughs> you know what? It might just be doing that. Call us some nasty bitches. <laughs> we get this shit out of here. But it is good. It's some good ass. They're at wild sage, which is a, this is my first bundle of wild sage. Are you aware of the the difference between the wild sage and the white sage? No, really. Yeah. We should actually probably have an episode where we talk about sage. One. Yeah, be... that seems pretty basic, and we should have done it already. Yeah, we really should have. Compared to the crazy bat shit shit I'm going to be talking about today, that makes way more sense. Okay, guys, we have a serious. We've got a serious conspiracy theory episode coming at you today. A little bit, right? yeah. And I'm going to be pretty honest about it. I, uh, I'm i probably going to mess a few things up because this is a very bizarre theory, but at the same time, it explains everything. And I don't know how to say that. The, and, earth, the earth is flat. You heard it here. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's a very interesting theory. It's uh, It's the cosmic serpent. Damn good theory, and it's very, very interesting. And the first time I heard it, I sat speechless because it it, it woke me up in the concept of nature and us share the same DNA. We both are alive, and we can both feel each other and communicate because we have the same language that we share that same primal language. And uh, anyway, so I'm going to be talking about that and the author who wrote it. It's a very interesting story today. What uh, what are you going to be chatting about? I'm going to be diving into uh, sandalwood today. Oh, okay. Very interesting. I wish literally diving into sandalwood was I a thing. I do love sandalwood. It's great. In my mind, I wanted to do like an essential oils 101, kind of like with the altar 101, mm-hmm. just talk about the specifics of them, but they're all so different mm-hmm. from each other in how they're distilled or distilled, how they're extracted, yeah. their properties, what you can use them for. I, I don't want to kind of loop them into to one thing. So I think I just like a focus episode on each oil that we feel like talking about. Essential oils are kind of almost like a mainstream witchy thing. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel like even the people who would not consider themselves to be witchy or shit, even spiritual, mm-hmm. can relate to some essential oils. Oh, they just, what they can do to mm-hmm. your psyche is mm-hmm. incredible. And there's a huge difference between an essential oil, which is the essence yes. of the plant. Um, I had somebody say an essential oil means it's essential to life. And that's not necessarily <laughs> what it means. Uh, it means it's the essence of the plant boiled down and concentrated. So that's what an essential oil is. So the difference between like an essential oil and a fragrance oil, a fragrance oil is synthetic. I've seen people who use fragrance oils and they're like the lavender and this is going to give you this property and this property but it's a fragrance oil, so mm. it's it's a totally synthetic thing. It's not doing what it's supposed to do, which is cool if you like the smell and you're not using it for, like, witchy purposes, whatever. Right. Especially with sandalwood. Unfortunately, <laughs> I've learned this week, there is no good synthetic version of sandalwood. It's so hard to create the, the structure of it molecularly. Um, they don't have a good standby backup for it which is part of the reason it's disappearing so quickly why did nobody figure this out yet and they just can't figure out how to do it uh, or how to do it properly 
So how was your week? It was really good. I felt recharged after yeah. the last week. Oh, yeah. Um, something I really enjoyed was this past full moon. And uh, you, Macy, actually reminded me. She sent me a text. She was like, don't forget to set out your crystals. And I was like, shit! You gotta do it. You throw well, it out. And you know, it was really interesting. And my, my body usually lets me know when the moon is here because I have restless leg syndrome. Every single full moon. And it was horrible. And I was up at 2 a.m. and was up all the way until because I had restless legs so bad. It's every fucking time. <laughs> Yeah, so it was the strawberry moon. You reminded me to throw out my crystals. Oh, yeah. Um, I had a little solitary ritual, which I haven't done in a while. Went outside, lit off one of these banging cobalt oh. incenses. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Just sat with the moon for a while and really felt like like it was just like, no, hang out. Hang out a little yeah. bit. So I just kind of oh, yeah. sat and had a minute. And I was uh, looking into it. Apparently, the tools that you leave out under the strawberry moon... It leaves it with an energy of, like, sweet, kind of a loving energy. Lately, for the past couple of months, Macy and I, just in our own separate lives, we have been so busy. Oh, my God. Yes. Not a free weekend. Every weekend. In, like, five fucking months. We're either together recording, which I love and it's fun, or we're at places or people are at our houses. And it's not that we're not having a good time doing these things. No, it's not that yeah. you don't appreciate it. But every once in a while, you're like, how long has it been? Clark and I were talking, we were like, how long has it been since we have hung out together? Oh, I don't know. We've done, you know, just, just, I just watched a movie or to, something. Yeah, I want to be naked <laughs> in my fucking house with nobody coming and Netflix all day and a box of goddamn donuts oh, and tell yeah. everybody to fuck off. That's yeah. all I want. All I, Yeah, all I want is some some of that time to be by myself and heal. I'm really excited about that. Mm -hmm. And I, there's the, the first half of the year is just a busy time. And so right. the dark half of the year, I really want to just slow down. Well, that's what it's that's what it's all about. The dark half of the year is it's not about getting out there and sowing your seeds, whether it be physically sowing your seeds yeah, for plants yeah. or intentions wise, you know. It's not about it's not about any of that. It's about putting your head down and resting. It's a time of yeah. healing and of course looking forward to that because of the colder weather and Fuck the darkness. Was. I want to be a scary rape that woman. That sounds like fucking Silent Hill world. Oh god, put me in it. What is wrong with you? Mm. You're going to get skinned in one piece by Pyramid Head. Well, I'm not. Why I'm, not? Because I'm going to be Pyramid Head. Shut the fuck up. About. You wish. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That is what I aspire to do. <laughs> you know, I oh, have this. God. Whenever we That's have, your spirit animal. That's <laughs> Macy, we have some more shout outs. I want them. We need the shout outs. I love them. So much. I want people to keep talking to us. Um, you know, every time it happens, we immediately screenshot it and send it to each oh other. Oh my god, we squeal like little girls. We do. It's great. We love the feedback, you guys. <laughs> Got a couple here. Just wanted to say that I love your podcast. Found it today, and I'm stoked about it. Keep it up. Oh, yeah! yeah. Thank you so much. That's really sweet. Oh, I love it. It just makes me... I mean, I you know how, but I just can't describe like how good it makes me feel. It just such just pure excitement. Well, I think it's a lot of it is we're putting so much energy and so much love. Yes, and, uh, we're putting all of us into this podcast, honestly. Mm -hmm. And we may not be the most professional. We're definitely not the best at it. Oh no! But we're put we're we're putting ourselves into it. Oh yeah, I think so, it's great. I mean, all these conversations we're getting to have with people and the people we're meeting, and when somebody says, "I listened to you." Oh. I listened to Music what you to made, ears. and I liked it. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely fascinating. So, 
Um, I have another one here for us. If I can fucking find it. Uh, she said, witch bitch ladies, I love your podcast. It's a good guidance for a witch like me. I lost my way and myself for quite some time, and to be back on my own track is so complicated. All those dreams, energies, visions are overwhelming, but to be able to listen to you guys helps me get centered. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I love you. It. And I probably fumbled that a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> I tried my Well, you know, what is what is our go-to phrase, man? No, we're amateurs, we're amateurs man. Okay, both of those are from Instagram. You can hit us up on Instagram at witchbitchamateurhour. Get us on Twitter at Bitch Hour, Facebook at Amateur Hour, and you can email us at wbahpodcast at gmail.com. Email us, please. <laughs> I want someone to send us an email. Nobody's done it yet, and I really want one. But you know what's really satisfying, satisfying, or humbling? Oh, what? Is the DMs. Especially when someone does write in, and they're commenting on the fact that, like, our purpose what we do here, which is talking to other amateurs, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It, it's it's like speaking to them. Yeah. You know, yeah. like she said, I, I lost my way. And, you know, a few people have said things like, it's confusing and I can't find anything, you know, anyone to kind of go into detail yeah. on this one topic. That really means so much to me. Absolutely. That we're doing it right. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know that it's it's resonating with some people. Yeah. It is easy to think, especially starting out and it being early, that, you know, it's just like, are we just, like, spinning our wheels here? Like, yeah. thinking that we're the funniest people in the universe we and are. nobody else does. And it's 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 good to know that there's people listening to us <laughs> and they don't think that it's a steaming hot pile of bullshit. <laughs> there is. Uh, we do have a uh, an iTunes um, rating. Somebody gave us five stars and said, I laughed my ass off. What? Yes. So, um, please, guys, if you want to hit us, if you're listening to us on iTunes, CastBox, um, Spotify, please hit us up with those ratings. We love them. We're going to continue to to pick out some and read them on air if that's cool with you. <laughs> if you do send us DMs, emails, anything like that, let us know if it's okay for us to to talk about it on the podcast. I would hate to offend somebody. But yeah, I wanted to talk about sandalwood and all of its forms. Mm. And there's also some really interesting stuff about the conservation of the sandalwood tree Mm. and just some really kind of concerning stuff that's going on with it right now. I did want to do a whole episodes about essential oils in general. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) And here's why. They're super different. If we had a whole episode of me going, some essential oils are distilled this way, while others are distilled this way, it's fucking boring, dude. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I am a sucker for tea tree oil. I really? always have tea tree oil. I use it on my skin. Uh, I So not for fragrance. Uh, I know. I love the smell. Really? Well, you know what? I, I was reading something really interesting the other day that said... Um, that she, this, this woman had used tea tree oil so much in her cleansing, like her cleaning products and her mop water and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, that from now on, whenever she smells it, she associates it with a clean, like healthy home. That's how it is. It's, it's a healthy, clean scent to me. And I just, oh, I just, I love it. Mm -hmm. I always have. It's very medicinal. That's what it really Mm -hmm. boils down to is that I love the earthy scent of it. And it's just, it's wonderful. That's what I I dig about sandalwood. It's got that kind of heavy, it's got a heavy smell while while still having a little bit of a sweetness to it. Yeah. And it's got a really wide history. Um, Even though it's originally, like it's from India and it was kind of like very exclusive to India and in that part of the world. 
It has now since moved to Australia, grows a form of it, and Hawaii grows a form of it. Uh, Most of that is conservation efforts, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because apparently there's not a whole lot of restrictions. Okay, so before I go too much into getting excited about (laughs) everything there is to talk about sandalwood, Macy, give us give us a little bit of what you're talking about. Okay, so this is a little bit different, and this isn't uh, this isn't necessarily witchy, but I think it's very interesting, and I, I think it uh, it kind of fits well in the whole concept of having an open mind and the earth being a little bit more complex and interesting than we think it is. It's a theory uh, written by uh, someone named Jeremy Narby, the Cosmic Serpent. And uh, he has a trilogy of books out about this now. And it's uh, something that he started in the 80s when he was, a, uh, I believe, a doctoral candidate. And it's just very interesting. We have the ability to communicate with nature through a specific language. And the language is a bit of a big reveal. Well, you say that it's not necessarily witchy, right? Which, I, that is such a broad topic. That's true. I mean, technically, it kind of is. You know, so like... many people are going to disagree on what is witchy what is witchcraft and what you know everything else um so i mean i think by all by all rights it absolutely could be i'm just excited for it i am very excited to tell it i'm gonna (laughs) and i'm I'm gonna go real hardcore charlie day on this and i'm gonna have my i'm gonna have my wall behind (laughs) me with all my post-it notes and flags to try to keep this story straight And you're just going to have to sit and have your face melted because it's, there is no Pepe Silva. It's, 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 it's just absolutely bananas. I, I the first time uh, I, I kind of got through this this theory and it wrapped my head around. It. I just sat for for several minutes just in silence, just like that's the answer. That's it. I just read the, the ultimate truth. Like, and uh, it's like Pulp Fiction when he opens the briefcase and it's just gold. <laughs> That's basically it. And uh, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's very, it's very much changed my perception of nature ever since. And it's kind of put me on this connected path that I feel now with the earth. I have Dick Zero information on this. So we, we talked about it a little briefly. And usually before we come in and have our podcast, we do know what we're talking about with yeah, each other. Yeah. We don't necessarily know how we're going to try to tie them in, but we always find a way, which yeah. is pretty cool. Um. So I think I should finally get started talking on some sandalwood. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we just call this episode Rambling Bullshit. Listen to us ramble. Well, I think we're going to have some real meaty topics. Like, yeah. we're just uh, procrastinating until we get to the actual matters that matter. We The matters that matter mm. with Macy Frazier. <laughs> so sandalwood was one of the first oils that I was introduced to. And I, I had it because it was one of the oils that my mom just had hanging out in the mm. cabinet. And my mom is a real witch. Um, and she just won't admit that she is, mm-hmm. which is cool. We can all pick our own labels, but I'm calling my mom a fucking witch because she has always been like about essential oils. She's the person who taught me the concept of like God is gods and goddesses and energies mm-hmm. and making, slinging candles like you wouldn't believe. Oh, yeah. Just... All these essential oils have properties and she's mm. got the books and stuff. I I could go on with like how much my mom has like set me up for this life. <laughs> but so she had an essential oil in her massive slew of oils that she kept around. And I was going to bring one to massage school with mm-hmm. me because in massage school you have your class and then you have um, a certain amount of hours that you have to 
physically practice on other people. And I wanted to start kind of spying my room up, mm-hmm. making it nice. So I got this little oil diffuser that was really cool. And I wish I could find it. It had like a fan in it Ooh. and like a disc. And you would put some drops on the disc and then it would like blow the like. It nice. Would just, yeah, it was really nice. And I had some sandalwood. The first time I set that up in my massage room, I was I was enamored. Like that was it. It was over. My all-time favorite, okay, like top three, because <laughs> I do love essential oils. I love anise. Mm, mm-hmm. I I will wear it as perfume sometimes. Really? And it's actually, um, it's an aphrodisiac. Hey, hey. Um, for men. Really? Yes. It's very interesting. So uh, uh-huh. the number one aphrodisiac scent for men is actually vanilla. I read that, God, in probably Cosmo Magazine. When I was in fucking high school, middle school. So I remember I was fucking obsessed with warm vanilla sugar from Bath and Body Works. Oh, that's such a classic. Because I thought I was going to snag me a man. It's classic. (laughs) Yeah, but speaking to that topic, sandalwood is typically put in a lot of men's products. It is, yeah, Mm -hmm. which I love that. Which is interesting to me because the properties of sandalwood, it's actually a feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have kind of taken that and marketed it towards men, but it's also highly tied to the moon mm-hmm. and the moon's energy. I was just reading about this like in my research. And so this is kind of the stuff I didn't know already. It's connected to the moon. Yeah, it's connected to the moon. So if you want to look at it on a witchy level, mm-hmm. its energies are extremely tied to like the other side i like that yeah you, you'll want to use it anytime that you're trying to open up an energy that will let the other side as it were through okay so if you are trying to say contact like seances yeah yeah exactly yeah, channeling or if you're doing work with uh goddesses or mm. angels a lot of people use it in like angel work interesting as above so below kind of thing okay um which is just super lovely to me Uh um and you're gonna get a kick out of this and anybody who listened to our last episode is gonna know what we're talking about sandalwood is associated with the third eye and Uh, the root chakras i love it which is what we were talking about last episode oh great so in my mind or as i understand it and i'm not a master by any means but the third eye is all about kind of seeing not the physical but seeing into that spiritual realm, being able to pick up the signs that are being shown to you. Yes, that's that's, right. that's pretty much it. Yeah. And your root chakra, which we did talk a lot about I last week, <laughs> is all about being like grounded and yeah, here. Very much also your primal being. Primal and your, your necessity, like your, your yes, needs, right? your essence. So you. it's all about connecting those two things. It's connecting us here on the plane that we live on, like you said, sheets of paper. Mm-hmm. And connecting us to to the things that we can't see and the things that are out there. I actually, that's very interesting that you say that. This past week, I want to say it was, it was yesterday. I did this yesterday over lunch. I came home over work and I wanted to do a meditation to connect my third eye chakra and my root chakra. Really? So I, yeah, I actually did that this Could have used some sandalwood, man. It was great. Yeah, I wish I would have known. That, that sounds wonderful. That's um a lot that's why a lot of people do use it in meditation. It is the number one oil that people use, whether it's like a, a long passed down spiritual tradition or just the one that you've noticed kind of makes your meditations work oh, a little bit yeah, better. I'm excited. Um it, it's used for meditation. And the reason the reason beyond the connecting the, the spiritual plane to our plane, its physical properties are relaxation mm. and clarity. 
the two things that you need to successfully meditate. No right? shit, yeah. It had a very interesting, like, little asterisk on its, you know, it said, this is relaxing. However, it's not relaxing in the sense that lavender mm-hmm. is relaxing. Because you sleep like that, yeah. Lavender is going to leave you in a very kind of sleepy, a trance, a trance kind of a sluggish state. Whereas sandalwood is going to relax you, but you're still clear headed. Mm-hmm. It's really good for using during the daytime at work and you want to maybe pop off a quick little five minute lunch meditation mm-hmm. or just like a rest. Or if you're having um, like stress, anxiety problems, it's a good one to do without making you feel sleepy and making you yeah. feel very foggy and closed off to the world. Another way that sandalwood is, it's viewed as a very spiritual tree, the wood, everything about it, which everything about it is actually used mm. in pulling the oil. It's not just the leaves or the or the roots. It's the entire tree. Interesting. And the entire tree takes 80 years oh, to mature. Wow. A tree that you would go, a sandalwood tree, you go out and plant it right now and it's properly taken care of and it survives. It won't be ready to use in like a spiritual practice like that for two generations. My God. Right. It really spoke to me that it takes so much work, mm-hmm. you know, work and time to cultivate something that, that you can use like that. Because you think about it, you know, if you are trying to access, if you're trying to speak to spirits or you're trying to mix it with uh mix it with lavender to actually, mm-hmm. um, that's a really good simple potion is mix it with lavender and it is a connection to the dead well okay Mm -hmm. you can use it for like anointing your candles anointing yourself or your space but yeah you're you have to put all this time and this effort in because that's not a fucking easy thing to do Mm -hmm. you know if it was easy we would have clear-cut fucking proofs of of ghosts or another realm right like you have to it's the give to get kind Mm -hmm. of thing and it's just it's represented so like tactilely like so tangibly that you have to put this work into it Mm -hmm. so most of the oil comes from what they call the heartwood the inner Mm -hmm. (laughs) the inner wood of the tree the longer that that tree gets to live and grow the more potent and more aromatic the oil is which leads us to an important piece of information that you can't have a discussion on sandalwood without talking about the serious um, environmental deforestation. Y- yeah, it's being harvested before it's ready, and ultimately it's being wiped out. Mm. And there's no hard and fast rules about, there's no regulations on how to grow it or how to harvest it. It's really being affected by thieves. Mm. There's like whole bands of like thieves who will take this and will come get this wood. Because it is quickly becoming the most expensive oil that you can find. Wow, okay. Quickly. And that has been rising ever since, God, I think it was like the 80s. It's been kind of popularized and its uses have been made made known over Mm -hmm. here or at least in the West. People want it and they want it and they're getting it and they're buying it. And that means the trees are getting chopped. They're getting planted in in a place that they're not going to grow properly. They're getting cut down before they're ready. So people are smuggling these trees out and it's just killing it. It's just killing it. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. So uh, I believe that it's actually on the endangered list, like the the, like severely endangered list. So what has happened is people have come and tried to find other ways to, to make this tree. Um, Australia and Hawaii are actually two other places that the sandalwood tree grows. 
the oil that those two produce, it's not as pure. It doesn't have the same. It, it's like a it's like a cousin tree mm-hmm. almost, right? So it's not the exact thing. So if you are coming across sandalwood oil or you want the wood, because you can have the wood, you can burn it like your Palo Santo, you really want to make sure that you're getting it from a reputable source, you know, somewhere that's sustainable. Um, Do your research on that because it's going away and it's going to be really sad. Yeah, that will be sad. It's going to be sad on a lot of levels because... We talked about how the goddess is not being taken she's care of. She's not being taken care of. She's not being paid attention to. No. In in all of her forms. And she's being ignored. She's being ignored. And to me, to me, this is a reflection of that. Well, it's a slap in the face. It's something that's been given to us to mm-hmm. help us and we're just abusing it. It's a sacred tree. Yeah. And I hadn't touched on that yet. I apologize. That should have been one of the first things that I mentioned. It's a sacred tree. People use it in their burial rites because it's smoke, again, connects up to that higher level. It's said to carry the spirit over safely mm. and it's it's safely getting you to to where you need to go after we pass on it's nice uh it is nice but what we've done is not nice no and what we continue to do is is not nice so when you are buying you do want to make sure that you are are getting it from a, a responsible place another thing you can do is instead of by, you know, instead of being like, I have to have that, that oil from India, from that exact yeah. place. I don't care how I get it. Instead of doing that, a really good option is to find vintage, like maybe like a, a witch box or an incense burner or a, a beaded. They make a lot of beaded jewelry out of sandalwood. Yeah. You can find vintage versions of those. So you can still incorporate sandalwood and all of its benefits into your life and into your altar space without, you know, contributing to the downfall, basically. Mm. Anyway, I feel like I could talk on that aspect of it for a <laughs> long time because it's it's something I didn't know about. Yeah, and the more and more I got into it, because it, it, this did, this was born of, I like the way sandalwood yeah. smells. But the more I got into it, I, I was just like, I didn't know this was happening. And a lot of people don't know that it's happening. Mm. And it's not something like, say, rose that we can just grow. Yeah. It, it's it's a very specific place that it comes from, and it's a very specific way it grows. Anyway, going back to the tying into the moon thing, I got off on a tangent there. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, sandalwood, the tree, it's so interesting that it grows only partially does it use the sun. Like most plants, you know, they use their mm-hmm. the, the, the sunlight and they do the photosynthesis and that's how they make their nutrients. The sandalwood tree only does that about half of what other plants do. The other half of it is actually parasitic and it will have hosts of surrounding plants that it that's will get. Why it t- that's why it grows so slow. Mm-hmm. It's just a parasite. It's just, you know, and, and that ties into that moon energy. It's not something that's fully, completely reliant on right, the sun. Right, right. You know? Interesting. Um, and just the more you look into it, the more it's tied into this like feminine, like goddess aspect. And it, it just is an absolute reflection of what we're doing <laughs> just all over the world. And I, I the reason I, I stuck with sandalwood instead of just being like, I'll do a whole episode on essential oils is because mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about that. It just it has to do with what we've been talking about mm-hmm. in every single way. So with all the heavy stuff out of the way, from from my research, again, I'm not a doctor, disclaimer, all that stuff. I'm an amateur. Don't listen to a word I say. But it has no known contraindications, mm. you know. Um, so you can mix it with your carrier oil and use it for like a good after shower oil, which I think is a perfect way to use oh, it. Like a nice, wonderful. like nighttime kind of thing. 
It has antiseptic, antibacterial, antimicrobial. It's perfect to use in your cleaning products. It's also going to make your house smell really good. Oh, it smells great. (laughs) And I like the idea that you can put a couple of drops of the sandalwood into your whatever spray mop bucket. And you're kind of opening up your entire house to be very connected. Somebody like me who does like to work with people who have passed or receive messages from those who have passed or is just in tune with like the, the cosmos side of things. I kind of want my house to have that, you know, so if you're interested to kind of kick up what you're already doing, your little mundane tasks of cleaning up around the house or put some in your, uh, like your body lotion, it's incredibly good for the skin. I saw some research that uh, said that it actually helps in the the repairing of skin. Interesting. And it kind of helps protect and rebuild those cells. There was some studies done that showed people who had the oil applied to them topically without necessarily having to smell it, blood pressure reduced as opposed to the control group who mm-hmm. did not have that happen. I get very skeptical about essential oils being a form of alternative medicine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even though I have seen, like, tea tree oil, I have seen it help oh, yeah. with stuff on my skin, stuff it's, like that. It is an, it's an antiseptic. Right. You know? I mean, like, it can help you. Um, but it, it goes back to that whole thing of, I'm not going to tell somebody who's going through something very serious, oh, use this essential oil and it's going to mm-hmm. cure you. You know what I mean? But it is an additive. And I do like them for their spiritual properties. Yeah, I think they help a lot with manifestation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Know, they help you get into that and, mindset. And that's, and that's, you know, exactly, exactly. With the sandalwood, if you are sitting down and you're like, I want to receive some messages today, uh, and you're trying to connect to somebody, it's going to set that energy of the room. It's mm-hmm. going to set everybody's mind to, look, this oil that we have here and we're releasing, or the if you're burning the wood or, or whatever... It's getting that energy ready to accept what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Hmm. And even if that's all it does, I mean, even if it's just a power of the mind kind of thing, it's still working. If it's your first time being introduced to it and you don't know really how to to use it, I recommend to anoint a candle. And the process behind that is fairly simple. You're going to take some, um, take some of the essential oil. I would use a carrier oil. And what that means is... A oil that is not essential oil. So like your coconut oil mm. or your, I, I personally really like jojoba oil because it mimics the oil that we produce out of our own skin. Um, I've been reading that as yes. jojoba. Re- oh. <laughs> I didn't know. It, I- it's Everybody does. <laughs> um, I just heard somebody say it once and I was like, I guess it's jojoba. Oh. Um, but yeah, jojoba actually, the, the our own grease that we pump out of our yeah, bodies. interesting. Molecularly, it is a really good match. Oh, I didn't know that. So you can uh, put that oil on your skin and I know if you're an oily person, you're cringing. But that. it does, it levels it mm-hmm. levels your skin out when you do that. Especially if you just do it at night. You ain't gotta be pretty for yeah. anybody. You know, just slap some oil on. It's gonna help your body go, oh shit, this is our oil that we already produced yeah. so I can stop making so much. Mm. Yeah, no, so I would take a little bit of that in a carrier oil, three, four drops of sandalwood, mix it together, and start up at the top portion of the candle. I use birthday candles for, nice. for, for like you know, manifestation or like spell work or something. Um, but you just take it and you're going to pull it down towards the ground, I guess, or towards yourself. And what that's doing is that pulls things in. 
And what you're going to be trying to like concentrate on while you're doing this is you're concentrating on that sandalwood, opening up the gates and you're pulling in those messages, you know, you're Mm. pulling in and that's all of these things that we're doing, anointing candles, pulling towards ourselves, visualizing, it's just setting that tone and it's getting you ready to sit down and say, Hey, grandma, you know, Hey, talk (laughs) to me a little bit or how you been, how you been. Or if you're like me, you just want to sit down and be like any dead person, come be my friend. But it's a really simple little candle spell, a little, um, working in some essential oils into your daily habits. And they're, they're, they don't have to be super confusing. You know, you don't have to have a ton of blends and everything. Mm -hmm. I personally have an arsenal of about five or six essential oils that I like to use. Yeah, I'm kind of that way too. I I have my select few that I feel like truly do make a difference. Mm -hmm. You know, that I've noticed that in my own use of them, they, I feel them deeply. And that's what it's about. You know, don't sit here and listen to me and say, oh, this is supposed to be good for connecting me to the, to the outside realm. And if you're not feeling it, don't just sit around and be like, well, that's what it's supposed to do. Mm. You ha- you try it out. And if it's not for you, chuck it. You know, I once had the, the woman when I was first starting out, she's been practicing for years and years and years. Mm. And I was just like, what's your advice for someone just starting? She said, take anything that doesn't make sense to you and throw it over your shoulder with the salt. Nice. You know, and that has stuck with me. Your miles may vary. So while there aren't a lot of magical rules on sandalwood, there are a lot of ethical implications that we should look out yeah, for. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think all the properties of sandalwood being very cosmically oriented, I think it's going to relate really well with your topic. Because like you you said, it's not necessarily witchy, Mm -hmm. but it is very spiritual. It is very spiritual. And I'm not going to lie, like my palms are sweating right now because I'm trying to figure out how in the world I'm going to not fuck this up. So we're going to go to the 80s. All right. No. We're going to go to the 80s. And you have this gentleman named Jeremy Narby. He is a doctoral candidate. Can you explain to me what a doctoral candidate is? I can. Uh, He is working on his PhD. He went to the Amazon, visited this certain tribe that had this almost miraculous just ability with plants. Uh, I mean, very primitive. In this just dense jungle had cultivated these highly organized and immaculate gardens within the jungle, which I don't know if you ever watched Survivor Man. Fuck the jungle. Okay. Like. (laughs) terrifying it's horrible everything in the jungle can kill you everything and everything wants to kill you oh your food so he started you know he was asking them how did you figure all of this out and every single time they said well the the forest told us or the plants told us or he is admittedly you know skeptical and and during these parts because you know they're older tribes and you know there's always lore and legends and things like that that well especially for a doctor yeah, you know, or like, yeah, like he's an a educated, very, uh, educated doctoral candidate. Yeah, and he's really, you know, he's a, an academic and a, a rationalist. So anyway, there is uh, shamans in this tribe. They they use ayahuasca. Is ayahuasca a drug? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it is. It's a DMT that is somehow grown. And they've mixed with something else that allows it to be ingested. Because mm. DMT, I believe, has to be smoked. Yeah, you have to smoke it. And it's very creepy looking. It's like a bright, rusty red liquid. It looks terrifying. <laughs> it lasts like 12 hours. It's like an out-of-body trip. So when you see like a, a, a bad movie where somebody like drink some tea and then they go on this wild that's, adventure. That's, so that's really like ayahuasca. Okay. Ayahuasca is not like, you know, because... 
LSD acid is blown out of proportion a lot in, in the Ab- movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's absolutely absurd mm-hmm. what, they, what they do. Ayahuasca is really intense. It, it's led to a, a lot of interesting discoveries and things like that. Uh, but before he, he took it, they, um, they kind of told him the rules, you know, gave him a little bit of a, a thing because it makes you sick. You're not supposed to eat, you know, this or that. You're not supposed to drink water for X amount of time. And he was just kind of like, well, this is all a bunch of, you know, hocus pocus bullshit. Fuck all that. I'm just going to do whatever I want. So he instantly gets sick. He goes off in the woods and then some voice comes into his head is giving him instructions. And it says, all right, you know, stand up. Don't drink water. It's very explicit. Don't drink water. And so he, he wanders back to the, uh, the, the shaman area and he says, did it tell you not to drink water? And he said, yes. So it was very interesting. And so he proceeds to go on this unbelievable trip. And I mean, and this is, you fly through the space time and, and, and cosmos and everything. And on his trip, he sees a serpent, two serpents, actually. That's a very important motif in this story. All over the world and tons of different civilizations, there are depictions of serpents, oftentimes serpents intertwining. Mm. And uh, oftentimes these are born of shamanistic rituals with the ingestion of psychedelics almost every time. Why is it on these psychedelic drugs are these snakes appearing or even intertwined grapevines or, or things like that you know there's there's a motif there snake-like apparitions it gets very interesting so he is back home he hadn't really thought much about that research it, he'd kind of he'd kind of moved past it you know it was interesting but he comes across some research that saying that one of the discoverers of dna as we know it so i was just thinking about how um i was reading some more that's like DNA wise, we're like ninety eight percent related to like a banana. Yeah, Hunter said that the other day. <laughs> I don't know if it's true. It's just some shit I saw. It's ninety percent. We're ninety percent related to a banana. Apparently, the uh, one of the discoverers of DNA as we know it, like you know the structure as we can now see it, made part of those breakthroughs while on LSD. So that's another interesting tie in here. It kind of dawns on him. The twin snakes, that's the double helix. All over the world, these shamans are seeing... Are they, like, kind of twining up like yeah, that? Yeah, no, like... it's it's the ladder. It's right. like a, it's a twisted ladder. All over the world, different continents, and for thousands of years, shamans or people who have taken these hallucinogenic, ritualistic drugs have seen these intertwining things. And he was just like, that's the DNA ladder. That's the double helix. So that kind of kicked on this whole new spark of research. That leads him down this crazy rabbit hole, which I think is so fascinating. And it's it's the theory that there's a universal language and it's DNA. I know it. You know it. There's guidance. There's codes and everything. This universal law. And it's it makes up everything. In a sense, nature can be communicated with. And how just like how these civilizations for thousands and thousands of years had communicated with nature because they had gotten themselves in a state of mind to allow them to do so. And potentially it was something that we used to be able to do. You know, we used to be able to just connect with nature in a way and communicate on that almost molecular level, you know, and very a code that we all share information with in this, this very bizarre planet that we live on 
will provide information, you know, even if it's just from imprinted pasts. It gets a little stranger. He goes back. There, there's a shaman that has published several drawings of uh, his, his trips on ayahuasca. And in this, different molecular structures are all in his drawings. And he showed it to some like microbiologist friends. And they were like, what the fuck is this? This is known molecules. And this is some shaman in the Amazon who's drawing them. And, and, and so many people who have taken ayahuasca hear this voice in their heads and it's it's just it oftentimes gives them instructions people have had extraordinary breakthroughs it's like we have to restore our brain to almost a primal setting to be able to hear to hear the language that's being said and to communicate in that way and that's what these tribes have done that's how they've survived there's knowledge that's out there. It's just on a plane that we can't hear, just like how we can't hear spirits. Right. We need something to channel it. And I'm not telling everybody to just go out and do acid or go out, you know. But <laughs> well, we're not promoting drug use. We're simply yeah, but, relaying I mean, the information. Yeah. It, the point is, is that there's thousands and thousands of years of different tribes and countries and continents drawing these same things. And that's what's so interesting. And, and the tribesmen believed that a tree is its own personality. Even a boulder is its own spirit, you know, and that it, it's alive. Like, for instance, uh, one man, and I heard this, this was uh, something I heard on Mysterious Universe, had an ayahuasca trip and for 12 whole hours, he said it was horrible, he turned into a shrub. <laughs> And it was horrible. Like he said, he, I think they said that he remembered being like, "How? what am I going to tell my wife? Like, I'm a fucking bush. The message that I got from it was not about the drugs. It was the fact that it is possible to communicate with what I now believe to be a fully living being. Right. That's, it's ever since this theory, reading this theory, that I can sit out on my back porch and I do this a lot and I've talked to you about it. For an hour alone, no phone, no music, and I feel like I have company. And that's that's been really, a lot of that has come from this, is because it's it's changed the way that I see my forest. Because I don't see it as just trees and overgrown plants. I see it as a being. Witches have been talking to our plants for oh, as yeah. long as there have oh, been yeah. witches, you know. I, I mean, and, and going, just what you said a second ago kind of gave me goosebumps about the, you know, the, the tree being its own mm-hmm. entity, you know, and just kind of talking about the, the sacred sandalwood tree. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even in, in my research doing that to kind of tie it in, as I'm always trying to do. Yeah, no, it's, it's I think it's definitely something to uh, to give a shot. You know, I mean, go out and sit the alone. Don't the drugs. <laughs> ayahuasca is nothing to fuck with like i was just reading up on i mean you basically got to go to peru to do it first you, of all you lost me at 12 hours I mean, it, I mean and it's not yeah it's not 12 light hours it's 12 full-blown transportation no. to a different realm no, hours yeah it's and uh, not very controllable to me it sounds like pure terror i don't like to be jigged up on coffee for, for, for more minutes. than, yeah, 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah, I mean, horrible. so, no, no, thank you. It's definitely research that has been growing. He's now at three books, and mm-hmm. uh, I recommend reading them. Uh, they're, they're very interesting. The first one is The Cosmic Serpent. It ties into a little bit of ancient alien theory, too, which oh. I always love some, some ancient alien. I mean, 
the, the show itself can get a little bananas, but like the theory itself of ancient aliens is, uh, is really interesting to me. Civilizations, their creation stories sound very spacey. And uh, oftentimes it will be two siblings, two twins. The, the two twins have somehow created everything, just like the helix of DNA has created mm-hmm. everything. And it's just, it happens over and over and over again, that same symbolism of the pair and the helix and the twisted ladder. I think there's something to it. Mm. I'm not a diehard skeptic, but I'm also a stats person. Mm. And statistically, it would be highly unusual for this to be a coincidence. Mm. It's fascinating. And I, I feel like because we pulled away so far from our instincts, and this ties into what I talked about last week, you know, we don't hear that the way that we used to. We just, we can't do it. I think that this is an interesting topic to think about, about that, you know, that, that not only are we pulling away from something that I think is necessary to our survival, it's an old friend, mm-hmm. you know, and it, we're, it's waiting for us to, to engage with it. Again. Which is why if, like, think about the way witches are portrayed, even if it's a stereotypical way. Yeah. Like, she's like this woman out in the garden, you know, and yeah. she's growing herbs and she's fucking talking to them and she's treating them in a kind, in a kind yeah. manner, you know what Nurturing. I mean? Nurturing. Yeah, no, it is, it is. It's something that's changed my perspective. And ever since uh, I, I've wanted to, I've wanted to talk about it ever since we started this because it, um, I don't know, it's just, it's an out there theory, but at the same time, it makes absolute perfect sense well i mean it's also not anything to sneeze at that it's something that you heard and it opened you up to it did i mean it it really um it affected me a lot Mm -hmm. it it did because it uh it makes sense to me and that might sound a little silly but i i love strange things anyway and Mm -hmm. i always have but especially when there's strong supporting cases uh, and similarities and correlations that that support that it's just i find it completely fascinating yeah that uh, wasn't as crazy as I was. Well, I, I took a lot out. <laughs> Tribes that have been around for thousands of years are very interesting to me because that their survival is unbelievable. Right. They're also ability to harmoniously live with the earth, you know, in, in a way that reciprocates and takes care of her and is able to survive without draining it. How they had cultivated the earth to their benefit, but also the earth's benefit. And it was very interesting. I think it's definitely fun food for thought. That's really what it's great for. Something to sit and ponder about. Well, I mean, that's our podcast is food for thought, you know. Food for thought. We're not saying it's this is how it is. Yeah, and we're not saying that it's not junk food for thought. I mean, Uh, yeah, very much. (laughs) (laughs) I am an old woman. I can't stay up this late. (laughs) I won't have it. It will not stand. Oh, man. We are opposites in so many ways. We are. We really are. We are opposites in so many ways. I'm just like, I mean, because I do. I wake up at like 6 a.m. Just good morning. Noon. Good morning. Ready to go. Like Wake up at the ass crack at noon. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. I'm ready to watch the sunrise mm. with my coffee and hear the birds and like the, the ashy pre-morning light i i it's i i I thrive on it i'm here to ignore as much of the sun and birds chirping as i can and then to go out when it's night and i don't have to see anybody and just breathe in the disgusting night air you know those whales that swim around with their mouth open and they're just collecting little particles yeah to thrive on that's me in the nighttime (laughs) i'm just collecting up like the darkness of the (laughs) night like i'm alive (laughs) oh i love it oh 
Okay. We have something coming up next week that yeah, I am. We've been talking about it. Stupid excited for. We've been talking about it. Next week's episode is going to be a little bit of a story time. It is. It's going to be a story time episode, and I'm I'm ready for that. But do you know why it's the best kind of story time? Because it's about ghosts. It's a ghost story time. I I'm ready, and there will be more ghost episodes. Oh, there's going to be. I feel like that's like a um that should be like a, a monthly, monthly thing, thing almost. All about it, yeah. <laughs> or at least bi monthly. We don't want to. Yeah, I we... could never get tired of ghosts. I know. I I know. But I you know I couldn't either. <laughs> I'm going to tell you some spooky fucking stories. Oh, man. And I'm going to make you so uncomfortable with the Ouija board tales. I would like to do little bits on um, horror representations, like, from around the world. Like, Skinwalkers. Grow, yeah. Black Talk about Skinwalker Ranch. That place is a fucked up place. Okay, so that... Um, black-eyed children, oh, shadow that. people, yeah, stuff like that. I would really it. like to get into Men that. Men in black. Men in black. And I know that there's a lot of, of people in podcasts and, and YouTube channels and stuff like that that get into that kind of thing. I know that it's, I don't want to say it's oversaturated, but it is something that I would like to talk about. And, you know, I don't think that we should do it in a way that it's like presenting it. Here's yeah. like, here's this information. I think it should be like a conversation story time kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I like it. You know what I mean? And eventually, um, if we have anyone who wants to, like, email us a personal experience story. Oh, I would be story, so about that. that yes. We would be stoked to read that. If you're a writer out there and you have good, a good, like, no sleep A good, a, yeah, like a no sleep or, or uh, something that you wouldn't mind giving us permission to read, we can work that all into a into a ghost episode, you know, so we can have a ghost story and then, like, a little spooky. They're really, yeah, they're yeah. just spooky episodes. Yeah, what they are. oh my god, my, I love it. I'm ready for it. I'm very excited about this. Oh, so yeah, that'll be next week. Come back if you want to shake in your boots. <laughs> if you want to see me the happiest I've ever been talking about yeah, no dead shit. things, I will be, oh god, I'm ready for it. For this week, Waba, the witch bitch, amateur I'll put my hands in my pants to keep my hands warm. Al Bundy. Who's Al Bundy? Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs)